Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Hopefully this is working. We are live from Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's nice to have you guys. It's nice to be here. I apologize for yesterday uh, not being able to stream. It was crazy getting up uh, five in the morning and getting things over. We had the whosoevers uh, there in town doing a lot of ministry. We went to three schools yesterday sharing the gospel. Powerful with the DJ from Dallas was doing phenomenal. So I'm checking to see if we're live stream okay, and we seem to be okay. Mike is here setting up the camera for me. So that's a blessing. So I'm uh, doing everything on my phone while we're here traveling around. And hopefully everything's going to work out fine. So uh, with that, I don't even have any dad jokes today. We do have a lot of reading. uh, So I'll try and get this. This is my first try at this on the fly traveling. So uh, we're just going to go into the reading today. As you can see, we're in Psalm 11, Psalm 59, 1 Samuel 21, and Mark 14. So, uh, and uh, hopefully I might be able to get this in a a podcast format. We'll have to see if that is even a possibility. But that being said, let's go ahead and pray. And uh, I'm going to assume the sound is okay for you guys. It's not as good as at home with the microphone I have, but uh, I think it'll be probably sufficient for the for the traveling we're doing so father thank you for this morning guide and bless our our time together thank you for everyone that's gathered and and god it's a joy that we can do this um anywhere and i can do it traveling i can do it uh at home and we actually just bless the 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 whole time together as well as the connection and the audio so thank you god in jesus name amen so psalm 11 Again, we're doing this chronologically. This is why this is put where it is, because now David is king over Israel. And so as king, we're now going to focus a lot on his psalms that he wrote while he was king. Psalm 11 says, In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked. And the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked, I will rain snares. Fire and brimstone, burning wind with all the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will behold his face. Beautiful psalm. Powerful. You can imagine David praying that with all the enemies he had around him. Righteousness was one of those things that was rare in his day as well as it is in ours especially consider the Canaanite cultures and their affinity for child sacrifice and bloodletting and blood drinking and everything else they did. Psalm 59 now, 
Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Set me securely on high, away from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who do iniquity and save me from men of bloodshed. For behold, they have set an ambush for my life. Fierce men launch an attack against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord, for the guilt of mine. They run and set themselves against me. Arouse yourself to help me and see. You, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to punish all the nations. Do not be gracious to any who are treacherous in iniquity. They return at evening. They howl like a dog. They go around the city. Behold, they belch forth with their mouth. Swords are in their lips. For they say, who hears? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all the nations. Because of his strength, I will watch for you. For God is my stronghold. My God and his loving kindness will meet me. God will let me look triumphantly upon my foes. Do not slay them or my people will forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. On account of the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be caught in their pride. On account of curses and lies which they utter, destroy them in wrath. Destroy them that they may be no more. That men may know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. They return at evening. They howl like a dog. And they go around the city. They wander about for food. They growl as if they are not satisfied. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. Oh, my strength, I will sing praise to you. For God is my stronghold, the God who shows me his loving kindness. So there, there's David writing these psalms again. This is going to be at the beginning when he's, well, in his being persecuted by Saul and his running away from Saul and trying to get away from him. Um, and some of these we read before, we noticed were written on the run, and one was in the cave or two in the cave of Adullam when he was all by himself. And I'd have to go back and figure out which time frame he was writing that particular psalm. But obviously he had many enemies, and as the king of Israel over the um, Amalekites and the Amorites and the Philistines, he... Um, he, would, he needed God to be his strength. He needed God to defeat. And unlike Saul, he was always going to God to ask God to be his strength and God to overcome. He never wanted to take the glory for himself. First Samuel 21 now, and I move ahead because I got a low battery on my iPad and I have no way to charge it here. Then David came to Nob, to Ahimelech, the priest. And Ahimelech came trembling to David and said to him, Why are you alone and no one with you? And David said to Ahimelech, the king has commissioned me with a matter and has said to me, let no one know anything about the matter on which I am sending you, with which I have commissioned you, for I have directed the young men to a certain place. Now, therefore, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever can be found. And the priest answered David and said, no, 
There is no ordinary bread on hand, but there is consecrated bread. If only the young men have kept themselves from women. David answered the priest and said to him, Surely women have been kept from us as previously I set out, and the vessels on the young men were holy. Though it was an ordinary journey, how much more than today will their vessels be holy? So the priest gave them consecrated bread, where there was no bread there, but the bread of the presence, which was removed from before the Lord in order to put hot bread in its place when it was taken away. Now, one of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord. His name was Doeg the Edomite, the chief of Saul's shepherds. And David said to Ahimelech, Now is there not a spear or a sword on hand? For I brought neither my sword or my weapons with me, because the king's matter was urgent. The priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Allah, behold, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you would take it for yourself, take it, for there is no other except it here. And David said, There is none like it. Give it to me. Then David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the son of the land? Did not they sing of this one as they danced, saying, Saul is slain his thousands, and David is ten thousands? David took these words to heart and greatly feared Achish, the king of Gath. So he disguised his sanity before him and acted insanely in his hands and scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his saliva run down his beard. And Achish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man having a um, as a madman. Why do you bring him to me? Do I lack madmen that you have brought this one to me and act, act as a madman in the presence? Shall this one come to my house? Now this is, this is why Saul is still alive. And I, I don't know why my uh, chronological Bible uh, calendar brought us back in time to this. Apparently it's a little out of sequence here because we've already read about the death of Saul, but we're going to keep going on anyway. And we've covered this before about David fleeing his, uh, from the presence of Saul and going into hiding and taking that consecrated bread, which we find out Jesus is going to use later on in a big way against the Pharisees to get them to open up their eyes that, that the um, Sabbath was made for the man and not man for Sabbath. That, that, uh, and that David really was a, was consecrated before the Lord for what he did. And David could take that bread in, in, in good conscience in his mind because he knew his God and he knew what he was doing at, at that time, even though he's running from da um, Saul, interestingly enough. Mark 14, now the Passover on the unleavened bread was two days away, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to seize him by stealth and kill him. For they were saying, not during the festival, otherwise there might be a riot. While he was in Bethany, the house of Simon the leopard, reclining at the table there, some women with an alabaster vial, very costly perfume of nard, she broke the vial and poured it over his head. But some were indignantly remarking to one another, why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they were scolding her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you bother her? She has done a good deed to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be spoken of in memory of her. And Judas Iscariot, 
who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And they were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money. And they began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. On the first day of the unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, the disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of the disciples and said to them, go into this city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where's my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready prepared for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city and found it just as he had told them and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve, and they were reclining at the table and eating. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be grieved and say to him, One by one, surely not I. And he said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping with me in the bowl. For the Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. While they were eating, he took some bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take it. This is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away, yet I will not. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, that this very night before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they were all saying the same thing. They came to the place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, sit here until I have prayed. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. And he went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray as if, if it were possible, the hour might pass by. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed, saying, the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, but the eyes were very heavy and they did not know what to answer. And he came a third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the son of man is being betrayed by the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Immediately while he was speaking, Judas, one of the 12 came up accompanied by the crowd with swords and clubs who were from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now he who was betraying him had given them a signal saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him, lead him away under guard. After coming, Judas immediately went to him saying, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood and drew his sword struck 
the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I was with you in the temple teaching and you did not seize me. But this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures. And they all left him and fled. A young man was following him wearing nothing but a linen sheet over his naked body and they seized him. But he pulled free of the linen sheet and escaped naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest. And all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes gathered together. Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the officers, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus to put him to death. And they were not finding any. For many were giving false testimony against him, but their testimony was not consistent. Some stood up and began to give false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Not even in this respect was their testimony consistent. The high priest stood up and came forward and questioned Jesus, saying, Do you not answer? What is this that these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest was questioning him and saying, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Tearing his clothes, the high priest said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. How does it seem to you? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and beat him with their fists, saying, Prophesy! And the officers received him with slaps in the face. 66. As Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she took him and cried, You also are with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. And he went out to the porch. The servant girl saw him and began once more to say to the bystanders, This is one of them. Again, he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders were again saying to Peter, Surely you're one of them, for you are a Galilean too. But he began to curse and to swear, I do not know this man you are talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep. So there's the at least the third time we've covered that story. If not the fourth, that's why it's this. It's that important that all of the gospel writers knew they needed to cover this. The arrest of Christ, the the innocence of our Savior that was being betrayed by Judas with a kiss of all things and them coming to seize him at night rather than in the daytime. Why? Because they were sons of the darkness. And Jesus says, I was at the temple during the day in my father's house, of course, not my words, not his. Uh, why didn't you come seize me there? Well, the power of darkness doesn't have power during the day, especially, especially where the presence of, of the ark was and the holiness of God was. So, and of course, by this time, technically, the, the Shekinah glory had left the temple, but Jesus was there and he was the glory of God there in the temple. But, but it was prophesied it was to come at night. And this is one of those um, um, amazing 
issues or, or the prophetically when you see the the warfare between the the light and the darkness and and how the world has been set up back then even up until today to be slowly slowly deceived and brought into a very dark kind of understanding of life and and what is what is the, the, this whole structure that man has created the the whole religious system it was the scribes and the pharisees that were after jesus it wasn't the romans it was those that were serving yahweh that were supposed to be his representatives looking for the messiah these were the ones that came to condemn jesus why because he said plainly to them i am he i'm the messiah interesting that jesus never really came clearly came out and said it until he's right there in front of the pharisees right at that that final time when they when they arrested him and brought him down and because that was the condemnation that would take him to the cross but he spoke very plainly to these men that were supposed to know it by all of the prophecies they were supposed to know that he was the messiah and they would not recognize it because they were so so completely drunk with power and so completely saturated with the religious system that they were in which is why we have to be extremely careful with organizations and, and allowing any church to develop into an institution which is all focused on ritual and hierarchy uh, and all about leadership because that gets into a power structure and people do not like to lose power. Well, those are the, the uh, scripture readings for today. And I'm going to just close with this. We'll see if we can add in probably tomorrow. If I get enough time, we'll add in Charles Spurgeon. But I just wanted to try this out to see if this would work um, on, on the fly as we're traveling and see if we can get a, 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 a together like we have been. And to see if the sound and the, and the audio work out. So thank you guys. And you guys on the podcast, thank you for your patience too, because I don't imagine the, the, the sound is going to be quite as good as as i am when in front of the microphone but we're going to put that out on a podcast as well so thank you guys pray for us i'm going to a pastor's conference with my son micah and his pastor mark on sunday so i'm getting to spend some time here with my grandson and my daughter-in-law and my and my son in fredericksburg virginia we're having a wonderful time renee is off in one of the rooms with our grandson right now having a great time so i'm going to go and join them and we will See you tomorrow at the same time. Okay, bye-bye.